Hi, and welcome back to Storytime for Squirrels, a periodic podcast for the pandemic. I'm your host, Bill, and today we have a guest reader who I'm very excited to turn the show over to. Here's Hilary Strang with some poems. Hello, squirrels. I'm going to read you some poems that I think are good poems if you're staying inside. The first poem is a couple of pieces from William Blake's The Marriage of Heaven and Hell. The argument. Rintrar roars and shakes his fires in the burdened air. Hungry clouds swag on the deep. Once meek and in a perilous path, the just man keeps his course along the veil of death. Roses are planted where thorns grow and on the barren heath, sing the honeybees. Then the perilous path was planted, and a river and a spring on every cliff and tomb, and on the bleached bones red clay brought forth, till the villain left the paths of ease to walk in perilous paths and drive the just man into barren climes. Now the sneaking serpent walks in mild humility, and the just man rages in the wilds where lions roam. Rintra roars and shakes his fires in the burdened air. Hungry clouds swag on the deep. The voice of the devil. All Bibles or sacred codes have been the causes of the following errors. One, that man has two real existing principles, viz. a body and a soul. Two, that energy called evil is alone from the body and that reason called good is alone from the soul. Three, that God will torment man in eternity for following his energies. But the following contraries to these are true. One, man has no body distinct from his soul, for that called body is a portion of the soul discerned by the five senses, the chief inlets of soul in this age. Two, energy is the only life and is from the body and reason is bound or outward circumference of energy. Three, energy is eternal delight. A memorable fancy. As I was walking, among the fires of hell, delighted with the enjoyments of genius, which to angels look like torment and insanity, I collected some of their proverbs, thinking that as the sayings used in a nation mark its character, so the proverbs of hell show the nature of infernal wisdom better than any description of buildings or garments. When I came home, on the abyss of the five senses, where a flat-sided steep frowns over the present world, I saw a mighty devil folded in black clouds hovering on the sides of the rock 
with corroding fires, he wrote the following sentence, now perceived by the minds of men and read by them on earth. How do you know, but every bird that cuts the airy way is an immense world of delight closed by your senses five. And uh, now a little Arthur Rambeau, Drunken Morning. Oh, my beautiful, oh, my good, hideous fanfare where yet I do not stumble. Oh, rack of enchantments. For the first time, hurrah for the unheard of work, for the marvelous body, for the first time. It began with the laughter of children, and there it will end. This poison will stay in our veins even when, as the fanfares depart, we return to our former disharmony. Oh, now we who are so worthy of these tortures, let us recreate ourselves after that superhuman promise made to our souls and our bodies at their creation. That promise, that madness, elegance, silence, violence. They promise to bury in the shadows the tree of good and evil, to banish tyrannical honesty so that we might flourish in our very pure love. It began with a certain disgust and it ended since we could not immediately seize upon eternity. It ended in a scattering of perfumes. Laughter of children, discretion of slaves, austerity of virgins, horror of faces and objects here below. Be sacred in the memory of the evening past. It began in utter boorishness, and now it ends in angels of fire and ice. Little drunken vigil, blessed, if only for the mask you have left us. Method, we believe in you. We never forgot that yesterday you glorified all of our ages. We have faith in poison. We will give our lives completely every day, for this is the time of assassins. And finally, for you, uh, looking forward toward the future, a little Bertolt Brecht. Awaiting the second five-year plan. At this time of growing confusion all over our planet, we await the second plan of the first communist society. This plan provides not for an eternally valid ordering of social rank or a brilliant way of organizing famine or the good discipline of the exploited, but for the full satisfaction of everybody's needs according to intelligible principles. It is not from the strength of a race, not from the inspiration of a leader, not from special devices, superhuman miracles, but from a simple plan, realizable by people of any race, based on plain considerations such as can occur to anyone who is neither an exploiter nor an oppressor, that we await everything.